You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. And welcome everybody to TNM Coaching Unplugged and Zoran Todorovic Interconnected Podcast. I'm so happy to see you all today. Thank you so much for joining in every week, listening to our lives at Instagram, and also tuning into this podcast when we explore elevation of our consciousness, basically. We look into the conversations that are supporting you to elevate your heart, to elevate your mind, to elevate your soul and your body to the next version of yourself. We're also talking about upgrades, what is necessary nowadays for us to be the best possible versions of ourselves. We're also looking into humanity and consciousness and what do we need as human beings to be able to be valuable members of community. And also what is necessary for us nowadays to really activate our full potential. So thank you so much for joining for this wonderful activation. And as always, I have interesting people joining us and, and people with wonderful perspectives from all different walks of life which is something that I personally enjoy and love. Uh, and, and today I'm going to introduce you to Matthias Moll. Matthias Moll, it's one of these multidimensional beings. Again, you know, I've always bring multidimensional creative beings. You know, he's a wonderful carpenter, very skillful uh, person who creates beautiful pieces of art that we call furniture. He's also somebody who takes people into adventurous exploration uh, in nature. He's also somebody who holds people into interconnecting with nature in a specific way so that we can regain that connection, which is extremely valuable for all of us. And he does this with children, which is absolutely gorgeous, but also with grown-ups. And he's also somebody who is exploring what is necessary for us. What, what are the traditions that we need to set up for ourselves nowadays in order to create these powerful circles within the communities in order for us to have this sense of belonging? for us to unify once again, and for us to act as a collective. And he is also focusing on running the men's circles and supporting men in being the best possible versions of themselves in today's world. So, Matthias, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and welcome. Thank you, Sora. It's a pleasure to be here. So we were chatting at the beginning and we were kind of looking into, you know, the power of the circle and power of us coming together. And I know this is something that you're passionate about, you know, getting people to sit together. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did your life get you into this journey of wanting or desiring to start facilitating those circles and connections, mainly with, with men? So I I was doing adventures with the children, like you mentioned, and um, with, the, with the deep intention to bring them out into nature, to, to connect them with themselves, uh, and to give them a space where, where they can develop their curiosity and creativity. And, uh, and every time we would meet in a circle, and uh, every time the circle would be bigger and I would be more intrigued and inspired and alive in the stories that I told there and, mm -hmm. and how I brought them into the world through these stories and through connection and, and, and it gave life to the whole uh, day or the two days that we were out together and more and more this was the moment that I longed for and then 
last winter, I, I, I just kept meeting men in my community who all felt um, broken. I was in, uh, in, in quite a difficult place myself. So I called some of them together. And, um, and in that space, from two hours, I think we all just, we felt more released and relaxed and at peace with all of what we were carrying than, than any therapy have ever, you know, done for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it started. And I love that you mentioned that, you know, that, you know, somehow you were broken or, you know, we were, you were in the low frequency, so to say, you know, because it's important to voice that, that sometimes when we go through the rough times in our lives, you know, through relationship or business or parenthood or, you know, being, you know, in life, it can be very, very challenging. And then we feel that this heart and a little bit broken. And then we seek for something out there to support us to be, uh, Restored. So what you're saying is that in that circle, you felt the power of, of support. Definitely. Uh, 100%. And were, you know, men in the circle, which is, you know, my curiosity here, open to be 100% authentic and share, you know, what was going on in their life? Or did it take us, you, time to arrive to the level of trust and safety for people to be authentically sharing themselves? The, the way that we entered the space or the way that I entered the space was with the intention to go deep and to, and to, to create a safe space. And, and I really, I expressed early mm, mm, how I, I wanted to curate the energy. And, and that then was the truth. So it already opened up for really deep diving conversations uh, at an early stage not trying anything, just being super open and, and there for the learning of how to be uh, support for each other and, and someone who can listen. So what were your intentions? When you, when you said, you know, I've set it up in a way that people can uh, quickly open and be authentic. The reason why I'm asking you that is that it's extremely important to set those parameters because I've been also sitting in the circles when I would need compassion, love, understanding. Uh, I would need to be received in the full spectrum of who I was at that moment in time, but I didn't really feel I can do it. There was something in me not wanting to be open or you know, not willing to be open. So I'm just curious in that setup that you've created, you know, what did you actually intended to do? So I had had some really great experience with uh, with man work or, or retreat work recently i also experienced quite uh, uh, some 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 socratic dialogues that really put the fire in, in my in my curiosity or how we can uh, create dialogue with such a format i i'm, I'm a free searcher and i and i and i love the the freedom of, of a space and here somebody comes with a really tight format of how to hold the conversation and it created something beyond my, my expectation. So I brought a bit of that into the, into the room and, uh, and, and also together with the, 
with the men who were there from the beginning that showed up and that showed commitment and and uh, uh, we, we 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 together weaved this format that is unique for us i imagine but also probably applicable to any other circle and that has been growing since then a little bit of socratic inquiry deep intention you know to to make sure that there is a space of intimacy and then also, uh, I hear commitment as well, that people who are coming, they're really committed or they needed to be there for their own life. Yeah. And, and I think also there is a dynamic benefit to start small. Then when we have people who are really uncomfortable in the space, they, they are held with such uh, gentleness that they melt into the space automatically. And, and also us or me as a space holder or a host, I feel comfortable to know some of the guys are there and they are also with the patience and the understanding for how, how and, and, and where we can actually uh, arrive. A lot of men that I talk to feel that uh, a little bit of isolation, feeling alone within their struggles. So my next question to you is that what are the most common struggles that people share in that collective circle? What's really challenging men at this moment in time so that we can create some kind of understanding that we're all in it together instead of feeling that somebody else has their life sorted and everything else, everything is working hunky-dory and beautiful. And then me, in my own reality, I'm struggling with this. So. What are the most common themes, you know, of, of men? Men struggle nowadays, from your perspective. Um, <laughs> number one, I think, is is uh, is relationships, communication in relationship, uh, and and the freedom to express in this forum shows so clearly the the frustration of of having the capacity to express so deep and so dearly and so truthfully. And then in the pattern of, of, of my partnership, I, I still struggle. And, um, and so that is definitely a clear thing. Um, and then work comes in and, and you know, the stressful uh, weight of being the provider of a family. There are many fathers in my groups uh, so also the relationship to our children as they grow up, as, as our love change, as, uh, as our ideas of unconditional love uh, becomes more challenged and, and, and so on. These are aspects of So the work stress, you know, we can handle that. You know, the, the children, I also think we can handle that. But relationships are always really challenging, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so that dynamic being in a loving relationship being you know with the woman that you love or in partnership that you know that, that you really care about and then having those inner struggles how do you tackle that <laughs> and what really happens in the circle to help people not struggle any longer what is it <laughs> i think the great the greatest thing that happens is that i hear that everyone have struggle Mm -hmm. the, the best thing with it uh, and 
the way that they express their struggle that enlightens my my understanding of my own problematics mm-hmm. and, uh, you know sometimes we reach to a place of helping out a brother who who has a deeper need or or and and I think the most common uh, little gift that we as a group uh, or now a greater group uh, mm. share is is how we bring home uh, the, the Socratic uh, method to our partners. And we start with a one-minute non-feedback share each. And, and truthfully, that, that is what I experienced. Many of our relationships uh, end up in, in the place where we don't even know where to start speaking truthfully to each other. So the first step is that communication with your partner when you're giving each other feedback feedback and you're fully held without any comment. Is that the first step? Yeah? I, I think so, yeah. And what happens there when you practice this in your, your own life? Does it work? Yeah, and then, and then if you're lucky, you expand that to three minutes the next day or, you know, and, and at some point you realize how blissful it is to, to, to just share from, from a place that has now been unblocked, that doesn't hold fear of, of, of conflict, that doesn't hold fear of judgment. And, and, and there is a, it's a freedom feeling. Yeah. So if I was new man in, in this circle, and I'm just kind of asking you those questions because I really want as many people as possible to be educated or inspired with our conversation, how to do things differently. We tend to <coughs> go into the patterns and cycles in our life. So let's say that I show up in a circle and I have relationship challenge and, and I share, you know, what's going on in my life right now. So part of the empowerment, what I understand from you is that I would go back into my life to my partner, and then I would initiate this uh, communication. How do I educate my partner around, around what I would really love to do when it comes to this authentic sharing? Let, let's assume that the, converse, the communication has really gone to a place. This is not working anymore. We're not talking to each other from, from our hearts anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, we all do this differently. I, I come home and sometimes I have, I can feel the pattern or the, the triggering wall coming towards me in, in these uh, dark moments. And it, this is when I have to imagine having to ask, uh, I, have, mm, I have an idea. Would you mind if I just sit here and listen to you for three minutes while you tell me whatever you want to tell me or share about your now or anything and i will just sit with that and i will not comment on it or have any solutions or or ideas around it Mm -hmm. and in one moment after a couple of breaths would you allow me to do the same yeah beautiful i love that permission you know the space you know inquiry And, and also i i observe in myself and in a lot of men that I'm also part uh, in the groups that I'm part of, that we tend to go immediately into that solution. So when somebody shares, right, how can I solve this for myself and for you? So the practice there is not to, to do that, right? It's just to be present and listen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's mindfulness on a certain level that when we get into the space of, oh, now I'm listening to this challenge, you know, I feel, you know, a little bit disheartened or I feel a little bit attacked or I want to go into the denial. I want to struggle with that. It's, it's just to keep on working with yourself to stay in that clear space of just listening and receiving. Yeah. And I think on a, on a, on a more sophisticated level, um, we need to sing for each other. <laughs> And, and to give space for each other to sing our song, I think it's super important. And, and also to understand that we might not understand what it is you're singing. Mm-hmm. And, and your song might have to do with me needing to open my heart. And mm-hmm. my song might have to do with my frustrating feeling of wanting freedom now. And, and so for you to try to understand and solve that, it's, possible so to let go of that uh, trying uh, i think is also liberating mm-hmm. beautiful words of wisdom from you there matthias you know to let go of the trying it's so so liberating and just to be present and maybe through that presence the the alchemical transformation actually happens and and the resolution comes by itself without us efforting to figure it out right so that quest of men feeling entrapped in their life because you know they need to be uh, great in relationship they need to be uh, fantastic lovers they need to provide and and be support structure for the family they need to be able to manage stress they need to show up in the community so there is a lot of demand on being a man nowadays can you do you see that as well yeah and and in in this uh, world that I am in, in this bubble, in this beautiful alternative uh, reality, I also need to be emotionally maturing and uh, and and present in every moment, and coming home uh, balanced. Even though my workday was very intense, so, so yes, I, I feel a lot of those. Uh, yeah. Because I see that those are the elements of struggle, you know what I mean? Because we all want best for, for ourselves, best for our family on a deeper level, right? We all have this, you know, positive intent uh, most of the time. But I also see that these demands on the masculine, they're getting stronger and stronger. So my question there is, how does circle empower men to step into that new masculine energy or to hold their masculine energy so they're able to uh, show up uh, in their life, as you said, it with full presence. I, I think there is, like what we have said, uh, a power just in the sharing and in the listening. I think there is a, a deep and very, very ancient wisdom uh, mm-hmm. that comes alive in this space that we then bring with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I lost my my line of thought there. That's okay. The power of the deeper sharing wisdom that comes up. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just going to rephrase what you said before. It's that you know, when you are in the circle and being within the circle, that innate wisdom, the power of of sharing, catalyzes whatever it needs to catalyze. My question was mostly for us to explore. I don't know the answer. You you don't know the answer either. Maybe at this moment in time, is that I feel personally when I talk to different men, you know, in business, in life, in circles, that they feel, you know, so challenged by life 
to be able to deliver on everything that is in front of them. So, you know, the question there for you was, how does that circle facilitate that strengthening of that uh, masculine energy so that we can show in life with ease? You know, we can be strong enough to tackle everything that comes our way in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely this. Like, I understand that every single man out there have the same or very similar stories, struggles, and hopes, and, uh, and and in that, also understanding that we probably need to do something about it in a, in, a, in a communal level, in a in, in the community that we live in, uh, and and we have the capacity to step up or step in and 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 find new ways. If it's ten minutes of meditation on our way home from work, or if it's trying to bring our workday down to six hours instead of eight, and and uh, you know, there are also practical ways to navigate this uh, this reality. Also, I see I see the in parallel circle holding each other accountable and holding each other in the space of yes, that can be done, and inspiring one another. I love what you shared about shortening up your work hours, making sure that you have micro practices like meditation back home, listening to the music, putting yourself in a good mood, you know, showing up differently. And then also holding that deeper space of sharing and loving. Wonderful. Now, I also know that you're passionate about um, traditions and, and looking into the culture shift uh, where we are at this moment in time. And what are the traditions that we need to co-create together in order for them to be relevant to this moment right now? So can you share a little bit more about that passion that your inquiry and your uh, understanding of, of, of how do we create new traditions in today's world? Yeah. I, I, first, I, I want to, like, w- what we've done with science now taking over after religion, uh, I come from Sweden, where uh, culture and tradition has been really put aside for, for progress and, um, and how reductionism has taking away uh, spirit and, 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 and mystery from, from our everyday encounter with life and aliveness. And I think, and, and, and what I see now around me is a lot of people grasping for culture and, and, and traditional means uh, to bring ritual and, 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 and ceremony into their life again. Uh, and that's beautiful. And it's also confusing. Uh, and we usually hear this uh, reference to tribal uh, manners and what if we did this and what if we didn't have screens or, or how about this tribe? And I think, again, we, we really have uh, the capacity to create culture from where we are. We can, we can manifest that. We can architect that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe also... Uh, referring to as men how we can learn how how, how our dreams uh, and, and and our thinking easily can again be be understood through our feelings and and like that we also learn how to to architect a, a new reality and within that creating tradition i think i think that's rather where i would like to bring yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think that this is an important conversation to behold because sometimes we defer to the Asian traditions of the Asian time and we look for the inspiration through the, let's say, the tribes who are 
currently holding circles of plant medicine, for example. And we plugged into, into that for the sake of, of uh, ceremony and for the sake of the ritual that we all need to have. And with your beautiful words of tapping into the mystery of life and tapping into the invisible, tapping into that, you know, not third dimensional, but much more, something much more is going on. And we're looking into that and certain protocols of those uh, tribes are set up with those tribes within the context of their culture, within the context of their reality their environment and geography as well, you know, because where they belong to. <laughs> so I see, I see when we kind of import this into our life that sometimes it does work. You know, sometimes it inspires us. It gives us the clues and, and reminds us. But it's also important that we co-create something new, you know, that is really relevant to us where we are at this moment in time in our own life and within our own geography in our position, Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we had this conversation the other day and, and <clears throat> how certain traditions are, are held uh, by years and years of participating in, in fire circles and, and as a young child already being part of this. And, and, and we know that that's not, that's not how we live our lives now. So to try to, to, to give that to our children and, and feel guilty about not being able to, I don't think it creates uh, what it is that we're looking for. I, I, I do believe we need to allow mystery and, and, and try to not explain and reduce everything to, to molecules. <laughs> and that's a good step. Yeah, it is good, but not to reduce everything to that level of, of science, basically, right? The mystery is important. You know, for me, the mystery is also important when I look into my own life and I look into my son as well. And, and you know, he's now 15 going 16. And, you know, I was always keen to create the rite of passage for him because I personally believe that the ritual for the young adult man to go through the initiation and to go to the rite of passage and step into his manhood in a conscious way, you know, forms his intimacy, his sexuality, his addiction to uh, his relationship to addiction to drugs to alcohol to uh, how he shows up as a friend as a as a partner as a collaborator and eventually as how he shows up in relationship and I saw how that tradition was completely taken away from from the culture that I come from you know it was not present and I knew that you know creating a new uh, ritual for him for example would be significantly important. Uh, in his entire life. It's like a blueprint. And there was a reason why all the men at ancient times had this rite of passage in any culture. If you even look into the Swedish or Serbian or Spanish, or if you go to Middle East, even in China, they did all have rite of passage for that reason, and we lost it, right? So now we have to kind of reconnect to this once again and create it so it's relevant to modern times. Yes, definitely. And... and I, I, I have been part of some rite of passage, and I also can acknowledge uh, some self-created rite of passage during my, my, my growth, and some of them healthier than others. Uh, and and I, all, I always look at them as reference points. Uh, and and I, I, I had one with my, my, my son when he was seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did it very actively for half a year. We prepared, and, and then we, we went on, 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 a, on a camp where we had certain elements that he needed to prepare for. 
to pass a sort of a test, but and, and, and we improvised and found really a, a deep, deep connection to each other. And, and, and we still refer to that. And, and the reference point grows. Uh, at, at that moment, it was just a camp with some fishing and some climbing. And, um, and now, three years later, it's actually it's a lighthouse or a milestone. And, and, and I believe that that is what's going on around us that we create our own milestones not aware of not being aware of it so so if we can just um, not to complicate the idea of, of, of building up the tradition around the right of passage just r- remembering that when we put attention to something and intention it it will grow into something that we actually lean on for the rest of our lives Exactly. And this is all linked to Matthias to our conversation about creating the new traditions and creating the new rituals that are relevant. So what you're saying to the audience, you don't need to overcomplicate it, overthink it. It doesn't need to be something which is so sophisticated with so much better. It just needs to be pure intention, knowing that, for example, the young male needs rite of passage to be able to trial himself and gain confidence because it's about gaining confidence. When you've done it with your son, you know, that was a task for you, him to resolve. By resolving this task, he gained confidence or he gained learning if he failed on that task. It's both ways, right? And then he's going to do it again. But knowing that this is necessary, remembering in our culture that we need to do this to, to create a new generation of men that are much more mindful, it's super important, and then creating it from your own intent. And for me, this is something that is so beautiful when it comes to new tradition creation, because at one point in time, as you know, somebody has created those traditions. Somebody sat down and said, let's create this, right? And then 200 years down the line, you know, people are still practicing. So we do have power in our own communities to curate, to invent, and to innovate the traditions that are relevant to us. So this is a kind of challenging question for you. Are you ready? <laughs> so the challenging question for you. So if you were to be having a, a super creative capacities and you have everything that you need in abundance, resources, uh, support, love, uh, whatever you, your heart desires, and you're able to create a new tradition, for example, how would that look like for you? What would you do? Uh, continuing on the right of passage, uh, I, would, I would be... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought it's a challenging question. Come on, you can yeah, do it. Thank you. I love the challenge and I love the question. And I would definitely make sure to, to oh, make sure it's already on a dangerous turf. Um, I believe that it's, it's important to, to support the individual in, in intuitive uh, relationship that you will have with your son when he's 14 and you feel where he is at, or as a mother with your, with your daughter, which might be earlier, uh, that, that, that moment of passing through into adolescence, especially today, I think. Uh, and, and to have sort of a toolbox or a, or, 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 yeah, a box of inspiration for how to curate, how to bring prayer, how to bring connection and intention uh, and, and, and create the moment 
so that uh, I know that within religion there are already uh, quite strict passages and they don't resonate with me. So I'm trying to, to find a way or have to create a tradition that, that would be uh, alive, held alive, uh, that would adapt with the age, with, with, with technology, with, with need, and within the, in the individual. In case. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, we, we, yeah, it's just like interesting to me how capable and creative we are to come up with the different ideas if we are conscious that we need that. You know, if we are awake and in our community or in our life that uh, traditionalizing, ritualizing our life is super important because it creates connection, it creates belonging, it creates, it breeds all these wonderful qualities that we need to be able to be valuable community member, but also gives us what we need to be fully functional human being and giving ourselves permission to remember to do it instead of just allowing the life to pass by. So I think that's super important that we ritualize that. I yes. totally hear that. that it, 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 it becomes clear that I have waited for someone else to do it. I have seen it pass by, like you say. And then one day I started to step in. I stepped up and I say, would you mind if I take your son for a walk? I see that he's struggling, or I know that this is an important time of his life, and maybe you are occupied trying to solve your own suffering and pain. Do you mind? And in that, men, now we're talking about men, but obviously uh, this is uh, for everyone, uh, have, 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 have felt the calling, and together we then we, we grow, we deepen, and, and we connect. Yeah. So putting yourself in, in the life journey and, and visualizing yourself as a kind of young adult, so to say, what advice would you give to yourself from this perspective where you are right now? So if you were to talk to your, let's say, 16-year-old self and then talk to your 20-year-old self, what, what advice would you give as, as the wiser version of you right now? That's a more challenging question, Zora. Um, I, I would really advise to find a mentor and, uh, and, and not just any mentor. Uh, I was, as a 16, 20-year-old, very active, very searching, searching extremely uh, everywhere and, and searching because I couldn't find someone who resonated that, I, that understood me or that could see that I was looking for something abstract or for something alive, something with meaning. And uh, anyone who would be a bit older who could, could let me know that there was others out there also searching would have been very helpful. Mm. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing for this because I think mentorship at any age it's super important, you know, because it gives you the reference point. It gives you clear understanding and it normalizes your life because we always tend to believe in personality. This is only me. As we said at the beginning of this recording, this is only happening to me. Everybody else sorted, <laughs> especially in the social media. Everybody looks happy. Everybody wow. looks their life. It's amazing all the time. 
all the time. <laughs> Open it. <laughs> and then me, with my struggles, <laughs> nobody understands me. So I think it's super important that we normalize that and, and we really seek for the mentorship and guidance so that that mentor or, or the group can, as you said, the circle can be a mentor as well, normalizes this in your life and, and gives you power that you need, need to be able to show up in your life. And, and Matthias, for the younger men, like let's say men in their 30s, because it's a lot of you know, activation within that uh, age group nowadays. I'm following this actively. There's so many wonderful books coming up for men. Uh, there's a lot of circles happening globally. There are podcasts that are dedicated to the men health and men vitality. And what advice would you give to the men's, men in early 30s, the ones who are stepping into their parenthood, uh, creating families, uh, challenging, uh, stepping into the jobs and being providers? Again, from the perspective where you are right now, to you at that age, what advice would you give? Same advice, and 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 as a thirty-year-old uh, progressive, creative, and and, and hungry, uh, look for somebody who's done it already, uh, and search outside of your comfort zone. Somebody who you really look up to, and ask, "Would you mind having a conversation?" That's that's what I would really hope that I could hear if somebody told me that. Yes. Absolutely. I, I always communicate with uh, Master Yoda. He's my mentor, has been my mentor for a very long time. You know, Master Yoda, whenever I need him, you know, he comes, <laughs> gives me mentorship and advice. I've asked him everything, you know, from relationship to how to tackle business to gone. So, you know, I do have a mentor <laughs> throughout my life. <laughs> <laughs> And it's super sweet. So we're coming close to this uh, to this uh, conversation today. So when it comes to this ritualizing your own life and, and practices you know, that we have to put in place, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are always keen to learn, to understand what can I do right now in order for me to have a better life? And what can I do as a result of listening to Matthias and Zoran today, this conversation to, to go further, let's say in this case, to become a member of the men's circle or women's circle, to activate myself, to create my own uh, tradition, to activate my community, to uh, create their own tradition, to attend to my family and so on and so forth. So we covered a lot. But where I would love to ask to end is, is anything that you are practicing that you think it's important for all of us to focus our attention to? or any practice that you're doing for yourself that you find to be extremely beneficial for you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, uh, assuming that we are uh, maybe in a city and, and work is, is consuming a lot of our time and, and relationship is, is taking the rest and probably the children. Uh, I would really encourage journaling and uh, uh, there are many ways to approach that or, or, or to write for 15 minutes anything just to get what's in your head out there be poetic be not poetic uh, write what happened uh, don't write what happened write what you feel but get in contact with how your uh, your inner realm wants to be expressed um, and I do that really early in the morning, rather before I even talk to anyone or, or listen to anything. 
that would be my first step because it's easy paper and pen uh, and i would really use the paper and pen i i, I might be old-fashioned but i i believe in the energy of scribbling on some some old paper and i have a beautiful little book that also makes it a little bit more uh, serious somehow mm-hmm. uh, and then in in my journey meditation became a very important key there's a lot of ways to meditate and i think uh, whatever makes you meditate if that is with some guidance or music or no music i think that's very very valid today extra much to develop spaciousness and 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 also a connection to thought and and to to ourselves to gratitude uh, i also do breath work in the morning now i have quite a little practice which is is uh, it feels really supportive to my to my life and lifestyle so i i i meditate first uh, and then i write some some pages and then i do a little intuitive workout for 10 minutes mm-hmm. sometimes that's kind of qigongish and sometimes it's more uh, just warming up because we're doing it outside normally and then uh, followed by a, a breath work that would be the next uh, or somewhere in between meditation and journaling i think breath uh, to re- to create a relationship to establish a relationship with my breath has been life altering to say the least i think it's one of the most key key things that haven't been taught at least in my life enough and then uh, just as a sherry on top i will then uh, sit in an ice bath for two and a half minutes <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it, it's it's absolutely amazing i love it so so much and there is a lot of information out there for the benefits and why and everyone can understand where we come from before hot showers uh, so there is uh, benefits on 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 all in in everything and i would maybe suggest cold showers to start and and so on but um, this is really my my recipe for the moment wow well i can do everything i can i can you know do all that you said you know and i've tried to sit in the ice bath two minutes <laughs> it's like eternity it is like eternity sitting in two minutes in ice bath how do you manage to get to two minutes did you start with a minute or 30 seconds or you just were so viking that you managed to do two minutes immediately <laughs> it's been some years now um but i i know that the first time was uh was painful uh, so 20 seconds and then it was like this is insane but after already three times it's it feels kind of um comfortable Uh yeah 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 so it's good to know you know for people who are trying that you know to research that specific thing you know because it's just so much benefit we don't have time to get into it uh and to know that you can gradually get there as you said uh, cold showers first you know like really aliving in your body and then gently and slowly getting into the side as i spots it's it's absolutely fantastic 
When it comes to the breath work, do you practice any specific uh, technique or is it something that you've developed intuitively yourself just to get in relationship to your breath? Because the reason why I'm asking is this is such a buzzword you know, and there's so many different ways to do it. And, and people who listen to this podcast sometimes will say, but, but I don't know what breath work really means. I know I need to breathe consciously, but how do I do this? So I'm just curious, what do you do? So I have, I have tried many, many versions of breathing. I have understood through even free diving, uh, I learned how to breathe to prepare my lungs to hold my breath better when I go deep. Uh, I have slowed down my breath extremely to, to calm myself down. And, and, and I have also hyperventilated to bring myself to a, even to a psychedelic state. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what I do is 15 minutes, between 10 and 15 minutes, uh, and it's uh, easily found as Wim Hof breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he have simplified old, old methods of breathing, and, and you can find it on YouTube or anywhere. And then you can listen to him and, and, and so on. And I have... Uh, brought that to become a little bit more with my own signature, so I don't have any anything behind. I just I just breathe with my mouth mm-hmm. deep, starting in the belly, filling my lungs, and 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 then I allow the air to go out for thirty to forty breaths, mm-hmm. and after that I hold on the out breath uh, as long as I can. And then, uh, and then I take a deep in breath and hold that for 15 seconds, and then I do it again. So that's three times, uh, times 30. And uh, yeah, I just find that to be very beneficial in so many ways. Yeah, of course. And as you said, that connects you to yourself in a completely different way. And, and we have neglected because we took for granted we're breathing. You know, we're breathing, that's part of our innate function of our body. Like, we don't think about it. We don't give it mindfulness and attention. But what you're saying is that this is one of these skills that is so relevant nowadays. We need to put emphasis on this because it gives a lot of energy, a lot of release, a lot of connection, and so on and so forth. So thank you for that. Matthias, it was joy to have you. I know that uh, men and women around the world are going to benefit of listening to you. We're going to connect everybody to your Instagram uh, pages if they want to connect with you and, and explore collaboration with you on any level, you know, they're welcome to do that. And uh, I just want to thank you personally for being such a wonderful pillar in our community here and for doing the work that you're doing. It was always joy and pleasure to have you on life and on this podcast. Thank you so much for coming. And to the audience, thank you so much for listening. I mean, it's always like this, you know, we engage in conversation and throughout the conversation, there is a wealth of information that came through. But I would love to emphasize one important thing that I've learned from Matthias today and that is kind of bookmarked in my mind is this Socratic inquiry within your relationships. And I think the relationships is the, those are the points of struggle. We all have relationships in life to challenge us to get to the next level. And there is a reason why relationships are so complicated and complex for everybody. So for me, as a takeout for today, practice that, practice that inquiry with permission, coming into your relationships, listening, especially for men, especially for men, because all women will tell you in relationship, I'm not heard enough, nobody's listening to me. So listening without interrupting, without trying to resolve the issue, without trying to solve the problem immediately, 
with drought coming with the, you know, different ways to tackle that, you know, but just being present. And I think if you do practice that, just that one tiny skill that Matthias was talking about in our relationship, we will create breakthroughs and make it easier for ourselves and our partners. So keep that in mind, keep that in heart, keep on practicing that, and also get inspired by the last sharing from Matthias about how can you set up your daily ritual to show up in your life fully. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see each other next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Matthias, thank you once again. Thank you, Soren. That was really nice. Thank you.